This is episode 644 of the AWS podcast, released on December 4th, 2023. This is the AWS podcast. I'm your host for today, Jillian Ford. And if you ever wanted to run a cache in a serverless way, or if you don't know what a cache is and want to know if you should use one and why maybe you should, then this episode is definitely one that you should stick around for because I've got an expert on caches and specifically we're going to talk about ElastiCache and we'll explain what that is for those who are new. But I've got Abhay here, so who's going to explain all about ElastiCache and specifically ElastiCache Serverless. So you want to introduce yourself? Yes. Hey, Julian. Thanks for having me. My name is Abhay, Abhay Saxena. I'm a product manager uh, in AWS with the uh, ElastiCache team. Excited to be here. So we've got some listeners here that are with us who are new to the tech industry. So for those who are new, when would someone use a cache instead of a database? Yeah, a cache in its most basic definition really is ultra-fast performing data store where you can put your most frequently accessed data and you can access that cheaply and quickly, right? So if you've got a database which stores all of your data for long-term storage and you've got an application that needs to respond to, uh, to your customers very, very quickly, you would store most frequently accessed data like, you know, hey, customer preferences or customer login info or what have you. You would store all of that in a cache so you get a very fast performance uh, so that you can keep your application snappy. Traditionally, uh, developers and customers use a cache to improve application performance, to be able to operate at a high scale without having to you know, scale their databases. And to that last point, uh, in sometimes caches can help save money because if you have an application that is read heavy, you don't have to scale your database anymore. Uh, with traditionally, relatively, databases are more expensive. You can scale your cache instead and serve those uh, traffic needs. Group performance, have high scale, and potentially save money against database costs. I love that. And I hope a lot of you who are listening really will start to think about your own use case as we're answering these. I've got these questions really for Abe because there's a good chance that a lot of you who are listening actually do need a cache and you're just relying on a database. And I, I say that because I've been in a lot of meetings with a lot of different startups and companies of all different size. So definitely pay attention to the next bits of questions that we've got here. So now, Abhay, what is Amazon ElastiCache? So Amazon ElastiCache is AWS's premier caching service, right? So we offer compatibility with two open source caching engines, uh, Redis and Memcached. And really it is a in-memory data store, right? And as you know, a memory or RAM is one of the fastest storage mediums that we can offer. And so if you, as we were talking, if you need a low latency or ultra high performance in your application, you would use ElastiCache uh, to make that happen. And, and taking a step back, today, low latency is really important. Try to remember the last time you were using an application or a website that was really slow and how frustrated you were. And so if you're developing an application, fast performance is, is sort of a given. And now, you know, there are even more use cases coming up, things like uh, generative AI, et cetera, where there is large amounts of data that needs to be stored. You know, if you've got a generative AI application, a model that has those millions or sometimes even billions of features, you need to be able to read those features with very low latency and at high scale. And so storing them in a cache is a really good way to make that happen. So at the end of the day, it's all, it's all about performance. You really want a snappy, fast performance. And that means you want to be able to store that data in memory to be able to get that. And ElastiCache offers all of that. So ElastiCache gives you microsecond latencies. 
So essentially, you uh, sub millisecond latency for reads and writes. Uh, so you can quickly read and write data, and it can scale quickly, right? Because you don't have to, unlike unlike a database which needs to scale both compute as well as uh, the storage medium, whether it's disk or flash or what have you. Uh, you can you can store all of that data in memory and scale quickly to millions of requests per second, all operating at uh, you know under a millisecond uh, latency. And Elasticache is a managed caching service, so we do a lot of the heavy lifting in operating a cache. Things like software deployments, hardware management, monitoring your cache, security, reliability, making sure your cache doesn't go down. All of that uh, comes as a given in a managed service like uh, Elasticache. I love it. And I know firsthand, I've seen it too. I just had a customer that I was working with. They did an NFT drop and it was really important that they were able to serve all those requests and really quickly. So they used Elasticash Redis and they used it as a counter of how many NFTs were actually left as part of the drop. And they were able to serve to millions of requests and it actually was an absolute success. So everything you were saying, I can certainly vouch for it. I've seen it firsthand. So we've got people who are listening and they are, they've been using AWS for a while. They're probably like, all right, tell me some of the things I don't know. So can you share with us some of the latest features that have been available for Elasticache? Yes, we've been busy with Elasticash over the last year, and a pretty significant investment that we've made is in better price performance options for our customers. Performance is a cornerstone for Elasticash, and customers are always sensitive about price. And so we want to give customers those options where you can have even better performance for even lower price. And one of the key features we developed over the last few months is what we call enhanced IO. Not many people may be familiar with it, but Redis is a pretty common caching engine. Uh, it's open source and supported by Elasticache. And Redis is traditionally single threaded, meaning a single CPU core handles all requests that are sent to Redis. But what that means is if you're running Redis on, on Elasticache and you're choosing an EC2 instance, which has multiple CPU cores, those other CPU cores are sort of sitting idle. And so we decided that, hey, we can build this thing called Enhanced I.O., which takes advantage of those other CPU cores and helps improve performance. So other things that need to happen around Redis are handled by those other cores. And at, at the end of the day, you get a 72% higher throughput and 71% lower P99 latency on Elasticash. And we deployed that change. It's available today to everyone and it just works. You don't have to make any change or opt in. And so that's available today and it's called Enhanced IO. You can learn more about it on our Elasticash uh, features page on AWS. In similar vein, you know, we've also recently launched Graviton 3 uh, EC2 instance support, which also gives you a better price performance ratio or option. And lastly, the thing that I'm most excited about is Elasticash serverless. Wow. I mean, y'all have been really busy with these updates. This is so cool. So tell us more about Elasticash Serverless. Yes. So Elasticash Serverless is, is our newest offering. And I'm really excited about it because it dramatically simplifies how customers use and deploy a cache. And it just makes it so much easier for a developer who's just getting started or even who's a seasoned developer who wants to deploy a cache. Just do it so much more easily and helps you focus more on your application, your business logic, and all the effort that you should be putting should go towards your application development rather than managing a cache or operating a cache. So serverless is really just all about ease of using, using a cache. You can now simply provide a name for a cache and we will deploy a highly scalable, highly available cache 
that can automatically scale to meet any application demands uh, that you throw at it. Uh, you don't have to worry about hardware provisioning. You don't have to worry about which EC2 instance type to select, how many EC2 instances. You don't have to design your cluster as to how many replicas, for example, for avail uh, higher availability. All of that goes away. You simply provide a name for your cache and we will deploy a highly available, highly scalable cache for you. Wow. I love anything serverless. I always get super excited about because, I mean, people can just spend more time actually building the thing that they want to focus on instead of the infrastructure. So tell us more about why it is that you actually decide to launch ElastiCache serverless. Were there any like frustrations or challenges that you saw that caused you to want to launch ElastiCache serverless? As I was saying earlier, one of the big ones is just we want to make it super easy to get started with a cache. Many customers realize the benefits of a cache as we were talking, you know, the high performance, the low latency. Many customers realize that benefit when they start using a cache, but sometimes it can be difficult to, uh, to set up a cache when you're just starting out. Especially, you know, hey, imagine you're a developer, you are just starting to write your application, uh, you have a database, and you decide I should have a cache for better performance. And now, because it's a new application, you don't really know what that application is going to look like or evolve over time. You're still building it out. You don't know, for example, what your capacity requirements might be. You don't know if you want to be deploying in multiple availability zones or not. All of those questions are things that you don't really know the answers to yet because you're just uh, getting started. And you don't want to be thinking about all of that for your cache. You want to focus on your application development. All you know is, hey, I need a cache. And so we want to make it extremely simple for you to get started. And you just give us a name for your cache and you, uh, we will deploy a cache that will automatically adjust uh, to your requirements in terms of uh, scale. That was problem number one. We want to really make it simple to use a cache. The other is as you start building out your application, you start deploying to production and then your app or your website goes viral and you suddenly see an influx of millions of users coming into your application and now you've got to worry about scaling. And that becomes hard, right? Especially because you, you don't know how much you want to scale. You don't know if the traffic you saw yesterday is indicative of the traffic you're going to see tomorrow. And so people spent a lot of time trying to worry about capacity planning for their cache. And usually what would happen is you would essentially provision at least enough capacity to meet the previously seen peak. But many of the times, especially let's say in the middle of the night, your traffic is going to be really, really low. And so you're paying for capacity that you're not really using. And so with serverless, we want to make that super easy as well. Now, you don't have to worry about capacity at all. Uh, this cache automatically scales to meet uh, the traffic patterns that your application is seeing and will automatically adjust capacity itself to serve, uh, serve those needs. And then lastly, it's, it's serverless, so we believe pricing should be serverless as well. And we mean, by serverless pricing, I mean pay for use. So you don't pay for capacity or pay for, you know, what you're provisioning. You simply pay for what you use. So you pay for the data you store in the cache and you pay for the requests or compute capacity that you use when you, you know, when your application is running on the cache. So you don't have to worry about capacity at all. You pay for your, for the usage uh, that you, that you see on the cache. So those were those were really the three big reasons uh, we, we wanted to develop serverless. All right. So I know that there's people here who are experienced with AWS and maybe they aren't using a cache, but now they see that they've got ElastiCache with EC2 instances and they've got ElastiCache with serverless. So how can you... How would you advise someone who is looking at these options on how they could figure out what is the right choice for them? So Elastic Cache Serverless is the easiest way to get started with a cache. 
So if you're starting out on a new application, as I was saying, it's an unknown application. You don't know what the application is going to look like. We, we recommend you start with Elasticash Serverless. Uh, you know, it's just the easiest way to deploy a cache and you don't have to worry about EC2 instances, hardware provisioning, uh, number of instances, etc. So that's it's just the easiest way to get started. If you have an application that sees any kind of fluctuations in traffic, which is usually most applications, it's it's very rare that you have an application that has really standard, constant traffic. So really any application that sees fluctuations in traffic, whether it's daily, whether it's monthly, sometimes weekly on the weekends, any application that sees those fluctuations in traffic, we recommend using serverless because it will automatically adjust to meet your application's uh, demands and you don't have to worry about planning for capacity, etc. If you want a really fine-grained control on your cache, for example, let's say I want to deploy my cache instances in a specific availability zone where my app application is, I want to configure the cache engine parameters very deeply, you are a developer who is super familiar with Redis and you want to get into the intricacies of the engine configurations and parameters and all of that good stuff, then we recommend you know, deploying ElastiCache using our EC2 node-based uh, configuration, uh, which we call essentially, we let you design your own cluster. So you can go ahead, choose your EC2 instances, design your cluster, configure those engine parameters and so on, if you really want to get into the nitty-gritties of, uh, of ElastiCache and Redis. Wow, that is so good. So I'm a solutions architect. So of course, I've got to get my architecture questions in for the listeners. So love to know, what is a common architecture anti-pattern that you've seen? And for someone here who's listening, ElastiCache Serverless could actually be able to help them. Yeah, the biggest one that we designed for is, is just mainly capacity planning, where you are deploying the cache with enough capacity to make the peak of traffic that you that you generally see. Let's say you've got a social network application and you naturally see traffic patterns fluctuate during the day. People get up in the morning, you see a huge spike in traffic, people go to work, you see a drop in traffic, people come back from, from the office or wherever they are, suddenly again, you see a spike in traffic and then it dies down again in the night. And so those natural fluctuations in traffic is what you would expect in a social network type application. And say you're deploying a cache for that. And so what you would do is typically you would deploy enough capacity to meet those peaks, but you're not using that capacity in those off-peak periods, right? During the nighttime, during the peak daytimes, et cetera. You're not really utilizing that capacity. So, but you're still incurring costs because you're deploying that cache, you're deploying that capacity, you're still incurring that cost, even though you're not actually using it during, during those timeframes. That really is an anti-pattern because it leads to higher costs than actually needed. And so with ElastiCache Serverless, we make that easy. You don't have to worry about that. We automatically adjust capacity and you simply pay for your actual usage. You don't have to worry about planning for capacity and so on. So that's a common anti-pattern that we're hoping to solve with, uh, with ElastiCache Serverless. That is so good. And so now with ElastiCache Serverless, any recommendations for the people who are with us today on how they can actually best architect their applications using ElastiCache Serverless? As I said, we want to make caching super easy. Uh, so first and foremost, think about uh, whether your application could benefit from a cache. Usually, if you're looking for low latency, high performance, high scale, it is generally better to deploy a cache uh, to get that microsecond, you know, sub millisecond latencies for your application. 
And so think about whether deploying a cache is going to be beneficial. Usually the answer is yes, unless it's more of an offline analytical type application where the user experience isn't really waiting for a snappy performance. That's number one. You could for also be deploying a data store that just needs a really high scale, like you know these new generative AI use cases and applications where you're deploying an ML model or a feature store with all of those features for your machine learning model that you want to read at high scale and low latency. Another good use case for deploying deploying an elastic cache. You should think about if your application should would benefit from a cache, and then if so, use Elastic Cache Serverless uh, to just get started so easily. Just provide a name for your cache, and you can get started. Another best practice that we recommend with Elastic Cache Serverless is think about where you want to access the cache from. Right. So Elastic Cache Serverless uh, offers high availability and three AZ uh, redundancy by default on all caches. You don't have to worry about configuring it, designing it, et cetera. It's just there in every cache in serverless. So what that means is if you're deploying an application, you usually applications are also deployed across at least two, if not three availability zones for redundancy. And you can choose to say, I want to deploy my cache and I'm going to access my cache from these two or three availability zones. And you can specify that when you're creating the cache and we will automatically create endpoints in those availability zones to give you the best possible performance in those uh, availability zones. So that's an important thing to take care of. But apart from that, as I said, we are trying to take over a lot of the operational heavy lifting in operating a cache so that you don't have to worry about configuring and deploying a cache. You simply give us a name and we will make it happen uh, for even the most demanding applications and workloads. Uh, it will automatically scale, meet those requirements. Super exciting. Well, this has been amazing. Just tell people where they can go to learn more. Yeah, we're excited. I'm excited to see how developers use Elastic Cache Serverless, what kind of applications they, they build. Uh, and we're excited to see some of these new use cases like generative AI and ML and all of these new use cases that need ultra fast performance and low latency start to use Elastic Cache Serverless. If you're looking to learn more, you can always visit Elastic Cache page on AWS. It's aws.amazon.com slash Elastic and look at our features page and learn more there. I and my team are also going to be at reInvent this year. So if you are there, please come say hi. Uh, we will be talking about Elastic Cache Serverless there as well. So yes, please come find me and say hello. And we'll be happy to answer any questions if, you, if you've got them. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here on the AWS podcast. Thanks, Julian. Thanks for having me.